Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Good afternoon. Welcome to the COB, the first edition for this trading week. My name's Carl Roderick with Danny Akuyo. Danny, great to see you on a Monday, no less. I know, a Monday. As wow. you can tell, it's super busy. That's why we have Danny on board. And let's see how the market has absorbed all of that today. The SIBO 200 lower for the session and finished down by 0.33%. Yeah, and it looks like the ASX 200 off almost 25 points or so around 0.35%. So 7,123 on the ASX200. There you go. Let's uh, jump across some of the sectors now. Miners to start with, just because, well, uh, actually we're higher generally overall uh, for the session, although that may have um, flipped as the day unfolded. But uh, some interesting news out of China. We'll, we'll get to that in just a moment's time. But a bit of a mixed bag there that you can see on some of those mining names. Uh, the materials and energy complex, like I said, were up for the day. Uh, but the retailers, uh, a fascinating one because the consumer staples our sector was largely yeah, no. uh, higher. No, no, consumers, consumer staples was, was up. Yeah, yeah, and it's really amazing because, like, uh, we don't have it up there, but Adairs was carted out backwards. I think whereas, we have Adairs next, actually, oh, on the, the, pla- the page. Uh, if we flip over the page, we, I think we have Adairs there. Uh, no, no, we don't. No, whereas <laughs> La Visa and Premier, like Premier obviously had great results and mm. also they're talking about restructuring. Uh, La Visa for some reason went off to the races, which, you know, I have no reason, don't know Rhyme why. Isn't it? Yeah, but it's really odd, isn't it? The retailers, uh, maybe everybody's saying it's not as bad as we thought. Yeah, maybe so. And that, um, I did have a great chat today with Raymond Chan, who I think uh, will be in the newsletter today in terms of that interview. Um, saying that you know perhaps the bar was set uh, a little too low for consumer discretionary and it has been uh, exceeded so far. JB Hi-Fi was one name that he highlighted. Um, but let's get to healthcare because that was a, another area of focus today for the market. CSL pulling back um, off the lows um, prior to its results, but um, certainly at the bottom of its range. Uh, the pain for Sonic Healthcare shareholders continues off by 1.3%, but Cochlear after oh, last week's no, good the results. Mem- it looks like the momentum uh, investors are getting stuck into that one because uh, that's really been a top performer. Yeah, definitely. Um, back on the winner's list, I guess, it was sort of beaten up there for a little while or at least a little unloved considering, well, used to have that market darling status. Maybe it sort of regained that, I'm not so Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and Promedicus as well continues to do well. Uh, that must be heading up to back up to all-time highs, isn't it? Yeah, you, you always look on those valuation measures. I think most brokers uh, have them on their platforms yeah, it and all- it's always up the top there. It's just one that you know mm-hmm. is way overvalued, um, of course. But um, yeah, just the momentum is, is so strong. Um, but otherwise, a little bit mixed, perhaps a little weak overall for the healthcare sector today. Um, let's get to our three themes because obviously, as we spoke about last week, we've been sort of crisscrossing a little bit 
uh, in terms of what's actually driving these markets right now. Grinding it out, well, that's just the story of the day. It was actually a fairly choppy session and um, ended up just moving lower in the last hour of trade. Uppers and downers, though. That's just uh, well, what you get in earnings season, don't you? There's Absolutely. been a few uppers, there's you, been a few downers. So Ordinate, for example, off mm. to the races. I think Elders was one of the ones that was taken off to the uh, to the woodshed and chopped up as well today <laughs> because, uh, yeah, that's off 10%. What was that? Because that didn't report, did it? Oh, yes, they did. Oh, I thought they apologies. did. No, it could be uh, no, they gave oh, out profit guidance. guidance. Obviously, mm. they've downgraded. It's amazing, though, isn't it? The, the the season is just moving so, like, there's so much volatility. Yeah, actually, mm. it was um, fascinating because I, I know last week we were talking a lot about whether this has been a good earnings season or a, a bad earnings season. Um, Dr. Shane Oliver provided this really interesting chart that more companies have beaten on average uh, than, uh, sorry, more companies this earnings season have been mm. on average but more companies have also missed estimates than average. Mm. So the whole sort of takeaway is that people are having a really hard time um, establishing sort of estimates for this environment. So yeah. just the confusion, I guess. And also probably a lot of companies are not going to give guidance. Mm. And those that do give guidance and good guidance get massively upgraded. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's not easy at all at the moment. I mean, uh, you can think you know your stocks, but yeah. Yeah. A few train crashes followed by a few rocket emojis. <laughs> Keeps things interesting, that's for sure. And uh, also keeping things interesting, the PBOC today, um, just in some of the broader macro and regional news, uh, cut interest rates, but left one key interest rate mm. unchanged. That one is uh, specifically um, sensitive, or I should say the mortgage mm. uh, 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 market is particularly sensitive to that five-year loan prime rate and cut the one-year loan prime rate by less than expected. So uh, just an interesting uh, turn of events there because most economists have been tipping a 15 basis point cut to both of those mm. rates. So mm. something we'll watch throughout uh, perhaps the rest of the day as Asian trade wraps up and obviously uh, US and European markets try to interpret what's going on in in China. But let's get through the results now because there was a few, Danny. Lots and, of uh, results. And Ampol, yeah, has posted an 88% drop in first half net profit hurt by wheat refining margins at its Lytton refinery in Brisbane and weaker pricing of its products. But uh, Interestingly enough, the market liked that. But Blue Scope net profit after tax fell to $1.01 billion in full year 23, down from $1.8 billion a year earlier. I think the market liked that one. And NIB came out with some good results there. So net profit up 45% to $197 million, revenue up 14%, final dividend 15 cents per share, and underlying profit up 11%, yeah. to $263 Yes, I suppose. Yes. to the CEO today, so you can catch that online. Uh, they've been picking up market share, obviously. Um, they probably have lost, uh, gained market share from that hack at Medibank. Yeah, interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, Reliance Worldwide also reported it was one that uh, we talked about companies grim, that were it? carted out. Uh, the, the, the results on the sort of a, a top line kind of a, oh, sorry, I should say, uh, the financial results themselves weren't actually that bad. But Flag, just some difficulties ahead, clearly um, has had a pretty robust couple of years suggests that maybe the macro backdrop won't be as favorable for them. So it was off by uh, 8% yep. uh, throughout the day's trade. Um, we'll flip over the page there. Um, so there you go. See FY24 total demand lower. Said sentiment is, uh, well, potentially going to work towards, uh, against it, I should say, over the next 12 months. 
Um, speaking of insurers though, AIG Australia, AIG I should say, another in focus um, and well. It pretty much trading, flat. yeah, sideways and uh, net profits up to $132 million, revenue 19.85 billion, nine cent dividend and gross premiums up 10.6%. I did pick up that they're talking about raising those premiums again. So I think we can all groan inwardly at uh, having yeah. insurance costs continue to go up. The same of which can't be said for private health insurance premiums for NIB, which really are quite modest at the moment, well below inflation around 2 to 2.7%. Interesting, interesting uh, dynamics there in the insurance base. Um, Ordinate was one of the good news stories of yes. the day. And um, I had a chat with the CEO myself, um, Aidan Williams there, discussing the results. At first, profit posted since 2019 and really starting to see, well, he the, the business described it as clear air when it comes to, well, the COVID-related disruptions, not obviously just to the demand for, for what the business does, but just some of the supply disruptions, especially when it comes to, to microchips and you know how they've built uh, greater resilience um, in, in supply chains now. So the stock was up about 10%. Surely there must be a beneficiary of this YOLO Taylor Swift go out and watch concerts around the globe, I would have thought. Maybe. Yeah. Live music. Well, I mean, yeah. I live music. like mm. I like live music. Music was my original passion, remains to be my passion. And um yeah, the way musicians actually make money nowadays is is from touring. Because they have to it's, because there's nothing the, thanks to Spotify and well, Apple. you know, and even before that, it was just yeah. streaming. You just can just you know basically steal um, music for nothing um, if you really want to. Uh, but yeah, they um, musicians have to get around and, and even the small scale musicians to to make a living yep. have to um, get out on stage. So That's yeah, right. it might be a, a bit of a um, trend there for for ordinate. But again. Um, the company fairly happy with its position now after a few difficult years. Oh dear. On the other side Iris. of the equation though, this, yes. this one was the stinker. Yes, which was well flagged. I have to uh, take Not my well enough, it has hat, well, hat off to Henry Jennings on Friday, oh. who talked about mm. he'd had a massive divorce with this company. <laughs> and uh, it is down 30, well, I may as well say 35% today. So a uh, half year net loss of a hun- almost $140 million, revenue up 2.3% to 315, underlying EBITDA down 17% to 59 spot five, and suspending interim dividends never a good sign when the dividend is suspended. Cash flow problems. Yeah, a long that road is ahead. So grim. Yeah, reading through the results today, you know, they obviously were talking up a lot this sort of transformation, but it seemed like it was a long, long road ahead. Mm. Um, so we'll see how that goes over the next few days. I'm sure we'll start to see the broker downgrades coming through, and maybe the worst is uh, not yet um, finished for, for, for Iris there. Um, Let's talk now the stock, stock of, of the, the day. day. And well, you were at, uh, in the driver's seat, I think. Indeed, it was O Media. And not only did we have a chat later on with Catherine O'Connor, who's the CEO of O Media, but I had Daniel Ortiz and David Lane discussing what they thought of the stock today. Today's update probably warrants a hold. Um, you know, if you have that top line momentum, that is positive. Uh, but there are still a few risks in the near term, especially around the, those contract renewals. So definitely want to be watching it closely. Um, but I think for now, you can definitely hold it. Uh, we've got a hold recommendation on it, and that's really because they're now trading pretty much about where our fair value is. Uh, got a fair valuation of dollar fifty on them. 
The share price has responded very nicely today. It's up uh, about 7%, so trading at $1.46. So trading pretty much in line with with where we think that they should be trading. Um, but having said that, it was a, a good result, and it shows that the the out of home advertising, or, or uh, you know, particularly on the the roadside billboards, uh, and the the airports have done very very well, and that's part of the advertising industry that's um, doing a lot better than than most other. So, so it's uh, holds it happy here? happy holds happy for, hold. for both of the experts. Yes, but uh, you know that side of the media business out of home is doing very well, and they've been uh, capturing market share there. Yeah, I did notice in the results there. It's um, sort of fascinating just where the uh, strongest drivers of growth were. Just City provides, of Sydney. well, yeah, it provides such great explanation mm. well, of just people's behaviour at the moment. You know what I mean? You can just sort of infer so much from just their their um, results, but. Let's get to our guest uh, for the COB today, Martin Somersandram from Deep Data Analytics joins us now. Uh, Martin, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I wanted to ask you a question on just effectively how you see earnings season so far now that we're getting closer to that kind of halfway point. Um, there seems to be some big miss- hits, there seems to be some big misses, confusion perhaps or uncertainty remains uh, perhaps the common theme. So how have you seen the reporting period so far? Yeah, I, th- I think the word is volatile. Um, you're, you've got some sectors that were pretty much priced in. I mean, when we had the bear market start off last year, some sectors were priced in for recession, like retail, uh, property underperformed. So there's a fair amount of pessimism priced into that. There was a lot of optimism priced into other sectors, especially in the larger caps. Um, so you, you've got these two different worlds going into a reporting season. And obviously, you know, we've had a a decent rally uh, of the lows in 2023, and mainly driven by tech and growth stocks. So that's unwinding quite quickly in August. Um, so I mean, you can see it in Apple, uh, and Apple's the biggest stock in the biggest sector in the biggest market. And when that baby comes down, everyone comes down. So um, when that's happening, um, you've got a lot of volatility coming into the market, and we've had really low volatility for a number of months. The market has been pretty resilient on negative macro. So um, it's a reporting season, you've got macro turning, you've got China worries. So the market is really sensitive. So it's not forgiving. Everything, you know, you come out with something slightly negative, you're down 10%, and then either you recover or you keep falling. So it's like the base case scenario is down 10%. Absolutely. It's a bit like uh, avoiding those uh, landmines this season. But hey, look at the the, the retailers today. Um, Premier Investments, uh, market obviously like their result, but they're also restructuring. What do you think Solly Lou's up to there? Yeah, Solly is a smart player. <laughs> you don't want to bet against him. Uh, it's actually come back a bit. Um, and so it looks, I mean, look, it's always trades at a premium multiple, so you never say it's cheap. But on a relative basis, it was looking a bit cheap. Um, the divestment CEO leaving, um, there's a lot of, you know, I guess moving parts to this update. Um, look, my daughter works at um, Smiggles. They're killing it. So I don't see, uh, uh, you know, they're being affected right now. But I, I guess a medium to longer term view with what's happening in consumer spending it's going to hit even the big guys and the best guys. So um, I think Premier Investment is looking at it options, but I'd be a bit careful assuming that divestment is going to play out. This is not the first group to come out and talk about divestment. Uh, it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to actually do it. 
um, it does make share price go up because everyone suddenly realizes value could be uh, coming out. So in that context, divestment is a great pitch for a market that's looking for ideas. Um, I don't know if Solly would go. I mean, Solly's got a history of grabbing more things, not letting go of things. So <laughs> I'll wait and see how he plays out. But look, uh, he's a smart operator, and the stock was on a relative basis pulled back. Retail sector has been hammered. So a bounce was inevitable, and it's a high-quality business, diversified business. So you know you can hold it for a couple of years and it's going to be around. Uh, could speak about about uh, another half a dozen stocks that reported today, but wouldn't mind looking ahead to tomorrow because we do have BHB. Anything that we should be looking out for in particular because clearly it's uh, going to drive much of uh, what the market does tomorrow. Yeah, well, it's 10% of the index. <laughs> it has a way of <laughs> manipulating the market. Um, I don't think there'll be too many shocks. I think most people, I mean, their quarterlies, for miners have been already out. Yeah, you generally know that. Um, so surprises out of mining uh, reporting stocks is going to be um, very little. But I guess it's going to probably lean towards what their guidance to China is and what they're seeing in China. I mean, we've had, um, you know, there's always a story every month about how stimulus is coming out of China, which hasn't played out. And to- today's rate cuts were less than what the market expected. I'm a bit uh, both sides on this because at the end of the day, what can China do? Um, they are trying to, um, I suppose, keep the consumer spending, but at the same time, the the rebuild structure, infrastructure stuff that they were doing in emerging markets is hard to do because they're too they're carrying way too much debt in this kind of environment. And then on the other side, um, I guess they can't keep jamming up manufacturing because the global demand for manufactured goods is quite weak. So. There's not much they can do at this point in the cycle. I think they just have to manage it till things get better. And I think China's doing okay. Uh, interesting that BHB recently has been talking a lot about India rather than China. So that tells me things are going to take a bit longer than what it is. But I don't see BHB shocking the market tomorrow. Yeah, a bit hard to shock when they have kept us very up to date with all the quarterlies and things. Mason, thank you so much for joining the COB on Ausbiz this afternoon. Not a problem. Nothing so much there from Deep Data Analytics. But let's get to the leaders and laggards, shall we? And uh, well, like we flagged, there is some Ooh. big movers. Premier Investments just uh, talking about that. So up 12.8% for the session. And Ordinate, we've also covered off as well, up 10%. Revel, Omedia, Nib Holdings. Actually, we've managed to, to do pretty well there. Absolutely. And Breville, uh, obviously holding up. And uh, I, I haven't had a look at the results, but clearly the market taking heart. Indeed, shine bright like a diamond. Uh, let's look at the laggards now. And uh, oh. Iris, we're never oh. going to exceed that kind of a drop, losing oh. a third of investors' value there in that the space. That is so of the brutal, isn't it? And yeah. poor old elders, that just continues to disappoint, doesn't it? Yeah, in fact, yeah. I wish we, we probably could have asked Martin about that because he um, is fairly constructive in the long term on elders, but again, it hasn't really turned the corner yet. Our reliance another one flagging a difficult uh, period ahead. Uh, Megaport and Appen also. Appen's yet to report, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, Appen's just reporting next week. I don't know. Right. Maybe we're off AI again for some reason. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Um, small cat leaders and lag guys as well. There's going to be a few big names on there. Uh, smart parking. Um, no the idea. big one. Uh, UXO, sometimes uh, investors are, are pretty focused on that or interested. Yep. Um, up 9%. Um, Laggards, however, let's have a look at that. Um, Adairs, yeah. yeah. They also cancelled their dividend. They've got some cash flow problems. So uh, investors would be concerned about that. And it uh, looks like freelancer or 14%. 
as well. Yes, indeed. Okay, uh, let's look at what we have to look forward to now. Brick Summit. That's tomorrow. this week. Isn't it this I weekend? Think it kicks, I think it kicks off tomorrow based on uh, my calendar. Okay. So I could for, be wrong, but it was so just So if anybody that doesn't know about this, uh, the BRICS are meeting over in South Africa. They're talking about launching a gold-backed alternative currency to the US dollar. Putin will not be attending. He will attend via Zoom or something because otherwise the South Africans would have to arrest him. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it wasn't that a dilemma. Anyway, that could be interesting uh, to watch again, maybe for if you're um, interested in big, if long-term monetary, monetary nerd. Um, but back on results, and that's what we'll be focused on. BHP, we spoke about that. The Coles, Pilbara, Woodside, probably the uh, the big four tomorrow, but there is about 20 stocks reporting. And yep. I think you said, obviously, because of BHP for the most part. It's uh, about 20%, 20% of the index because they're about 11%. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, XDiv, uh, well, you can see that on your screen. Computer, Dicker Data, um, Computer Share, Dicker Data, IPH, and NetWealth. There we go. Got to remember those ticker codes. Yeah, I know. Keeps you on your toes, right? Memory, memory test. But um, anyway, it has been a massive day, um, and it's going to be a massive week. You can catch up on everything that we ran through today on your website. And uh, but, uh, Danny, what do you reckon? We wrap it up here. Absolutely. That's it for uh, Monday. We'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.